0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host Emma Daughter.
1: Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with one of our Watermark students, Andrew Bush.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'm going to be a senior at Highland Park. Yeah, and um, I just interned this summer with the Shoreline team, and I'm currently serving on the team right now. So
1: sweet and. For those who are listening and are like, "What? A high schooler's on the podcast?" It's a Wednesday, and every Wednesday throughout the school year, we're bringing on some of our Watermark students. So if you think about it, pray for them tonight as they gather uh, in their small groups all around all around Dallas. But Andrew, before we jump in to Luke twenty three, I'd love it if you'd share just a little bit about how you came to know the Lord.
0: Yeah, so I've been at Watermark my entire life. Um, I kind of grew up going to church, grew up going with my parents, um, believing what they wanted me to believe or what they taught you. Yes. What they taught me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I kind of always went to church, was a church kid. I'd say my faith started to kind of become my own the summer before my freshman year when I went to um, Camp Barnabas to serve uh, students or kids with uh, disabilities.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: And I'd say that really strengthened my faith. I got a lot more involved with student ministries and then COVID kind of hit and I kind of fell out uh, with my faith. I wasn't really spending my time with the Lord consistently. And then this past summer, I kind of got back involved with student ministries, and I started interning. And I just was, uh, you know, around a lot of good people who were um, constantly in the Word. And I had good community, and I was just really encouraged. And I started um, getting back involved with my faith again.
1: Cool. I love that. So let me ask you this, Andrew. Uh, Who is Jesus to you?
0: Jesus is, you know, obviously my Lord and Savior. Yeah. Um, I try to live my life like he does, um, you know, serving others uh, before me. And I just try to show the unconditional love that he's shown to me to others around me.
1: Cool. I love that. Let me ask you this. If you died today, scale of one to 10, 10's like, I'm certain I'm going to heaven. One's, I don't have a clue. What are you saying?
0: Um, I would say 10 because Jesus tells us that he is the way, the truth, and the light, and nobody comes to the Father except through him. And I know that Jesus died for my sins and i know that if i believe that he died on the cross for all my sins then i'm going to go to heaven.
1: It's awesome. I love it. Rose again defeating the grave. So good, Andrew. Well, let's uh let's jump into Luke 23. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. I know you made some observations, there were some verses that stuck out, so hit us with the first one.
0: Yeah, so the first one is Luke 23:18. But they all cried out together, away with this man and release us to Barabbas.
1: Okay. Talk about that one. Why did that, why'd that stand out?
0: Yeah, so um, I just thought it was really interesting that this crowd, over 2,000 years ago, wanted to trade out a murderer for somebody who lived a, lived a perfect life and had never sinned once in his life. And I just thought it uh, could be applied to our life today, how there's always going to be angry mobs and hateful people who are going to disagree with what we say as mm. Christians because... You know, where to say some things that they don't like and um, may personally offend them. And I just thought that that's interesting that that even happened in Jesus' time. And, you know, Jesus himself was per se canceled.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The cancel culture tie is super relevant. What's another, another verse that stuck out to you?
0: Yeah. So it's going to be Luke 23, verse 31. Interesting choice. Yes. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Hmm. So right here, Jesus is saying, don't grieve for me, uh, meaning the green. He's saying, grieve for those who have sinned and aren't innocent, uh, the dry wood. So I just thought that was really interesting. Um, I hadn't noticed that before, but when I was preparing to do this, that verse just stuck out to me. And I just thought it was something different than the typical Luke 23 story we, we all know.
1: Yeah, because we all think about the thief on the cross, mm-hmm. right? But that's, yeah. an, that's an interesting one to explore, one that we'd probably, if we're honest, tend to just kind of glaze over like okay, Jesus is making some comparison, which I know I do that all the time. Can you relate to that? Yes. Um, so I'm really glad you you stopped on 31. I think it's um, interesting. One commentator in looking at verse 31 just really clearly made the comparison. Hey, green wood is, is life. It's innocent. This is what's happening to Jesus as an innocent man. He's about to be killed. Um, but what will happen when the woods drag? What will happen to those who are guilty, who are sinners? And that's us. And uh, Spurgeon says, you need not weep because Christ died one-tenth, so much as because your sins rendered it necessary that he should die. He's getting it. Hey, we should be grieved uh, by sin, not by Christ's death. You need not weep over the crucifixion, but weep over your transgressions, he continues, for your sins nailed the Redeemer to the accursed tree. To weep over a dying Savior is to lament the remedy it is wiser to bewail the disease. And bewail, and that word Spurgeon uses, uh, just means to express great disappointment or to lament. So it's wiser, um, it would have been wiser for these women not to have grieved that Christ was dying, but to grieve that he needed to die, and that, that sin has consequences, which I think, um, let's camp out there for a second, Andrew. I think that raises some interesting like questions. What does it look like? In the life of a high schooler, to be grieved by sin.
0: Yeah, so I think the first things that would come to mind would be, um, you know, alcohol and drugs. I think those are, you know, two things that are very common in high school today. Yeah, that a lot of kids are doing, and it can be very tempting to to go into it.
1: Sure. And um, what is a heart? How does a heart that's surrendered to Christ respond to those things? What does that look like?
0: Um, I think that they stand firm in their faith and know. Uh, what is right and what is wrong and know what Christ would want them to do.
1: Mm, that's good. And what would he want them to do?
0: Um, he'd want them to stand up for what was right and uh, do the right thing and also uh, lead others in the right path and help others do the right thing.
1: Which, the response to that right choice might not always be favorable for the Christian, right?
0: No. And I, that,
1: yeah, go ahead. I was
0: going to say that leads me to verses 48 and 49. And all the crowds that had assembled for the spectacle... When they saw what had taken place returned home beating their breasts and all his acquaintances and the woman who had followed him from galilee stood at a distance watching these things Hmm. i just thought that was interesting because um the people who are against maybe what christians say and believe are always going to be loud about you know their opinions especially with cancel culture today in the media um you know the enemy is always going to be beating their chest whenever they have a victory but, you know, verse 49 says, And all his acquaintances and the woman who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. So there's always going to be people that are with us. They just may not be as vocal about their mm. opinions.
1: Which could be convicting to some listening. Like, am I coming alongside my brothers and sisters in Christ or standing for truth or waiting by possibly? Am I remembering that I'm, I'm not alone in this as I walk faithfully? Or do I find myself in the crowds going with the flow, being brushed to and? to and from. Well, Andrew, we are out of time. You did it. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I'm, I'm glad you were able to jump on and, and come in to record uh, after school. So when this comes out and you're listening to it, pray for our students as they meet today on this Wednesday. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together.